This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hi, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini here with our podcast today. In continuing our theme for May, which is the Blessed Mother, Mary, we're going to be talking today about one of my favorite prayers, the Memorare. So the Memorare is a very old prayer of the church, and possibly it was written by St. Bernard de Clairvaux, who was an abbot and a priest and is now a saint and a doctor of the church. Uh, who lived in the 12th century. And oftentimes this prayer is attributed to St. Bernard de Clairvaux, but there isn't quite any actual record of him having written this prayer. So we're not sure where that idea came from. We do know that later on in the 17th century, it was made popular by a priest by the name of Claude Bernard, also in France, who used it to pray as he worked with very hardened criminals and also with the poor. So this prayer has been around for quite some time, since the 12th century, and it is an absolutely beautiful prayer. I learned it as a child, probably maybe fourth or fifth grade in Catholic school, and I always loved this prayer, and I loved knowing this prayer more than I loved knowing the Hail Mary. Honestly, it was just a little bit of a source of pride that I knew this very beautiful Marian prayer that a lot of people did not know. And it's been, it's made more popular now, and I think a lot of people do know it, but I still love it, and I pray it often, uh, asking Mary to intercede. So I'm going to just briefly uh, go through the prayer a little bit, and then talk also about another special saint who had a great devotion to Mary and often prayed this prayer. So again, the name of the prayer is the Memorare, and Memorare means to remember. And so the prayer begins, Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. And so in this prayer, we are, first of all, asking our Blessed Mother to intercede for us. And again, we've talked about that, the idea that Mary loves us so much that she wants to hear our prayers, our needs, our concerns, and then she offers them to her son and to the Father because she is so close to them, seated as she is on the throne of heaven with them. And so first we say, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary. So we acknowledge who she is, that she is the supreme mother the, the person who is most sublime human being who ever walked the face of the earth. We say that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. And so basically what we're saying is, Mary, we know everyone who comes to you, you help them. And again, how beautiful is that? 
How reassuring is that, that we know that we can turn to Mary, who is our mother, and know that she is going to help us, just like I hope your earthly mother does or did. You know, think about little kids. They're always going to go to mommy. They're just going to run to their mom with whatever the problem is, whether it's a skinned knee or a broken heart or, you know, boyfriend trouble, girlfriend trouble, all of that, you turn to your mother. When you have confusion, when you have fears, when you have concerns, you go and talk to your mother. And so we're saying that not only do we know that we can go to you for protection or help or intercession, but that you're going to be there for us, that Mary is always going to be there for us. And so because of this, we have confidence. And so we fly on to thee. So I just imagine, I know when I was little, I would think that it was if my prayers were just flying straight up into Mary's arms, right? And just what a beautiful vision that is, that our words are just going right up to her. And she's able to help us with those. And so we fly on to Mary because we know she's going to help us. And we stand before her sinful and sorrowful. And again, not to condemn ourselves, but to say, Mary, we know we've made mistakes and we still know we can approach you. And again, how many times did you as a parent say to your children, come to me, there is nothing that's going to happen in your life that you can't come to me and we will talk about and we will figure out how to solve. That's often all we ask of our children, right? come to me and we'll work it out. So Mary says the same thing. We stand before her. We've made mistakes. We know it. It doesn't matter. We, we can still have that confidence that she loves us and she's going to help us. And so that's why we are able to stand there. And so then we ask again, mother of the word incarnate, the word incarnate is Jesus. So we're not just talking to anybody here. We are talking to the mother of Jesus the word incarnate, the word made flesh. And we ask her, despise not my petitions. So Mary, they may not seem huge to you, but they're huge to me, or maybe they are huge, but don't turn away from them. Embrace them. And in your mercy, hear them and respond. Now, does that mean that Mary answers our prayers? No, we know that God answers our prayers, but Mary can respond with the tender love and care and concern of a mother. You know, she can just make it known to us that she is working on our problem with us and for us. And I think that's so important. And so there she is, just have mercy on me, you know, and often when we've done the wrong thing and we go to our earthly mother or our own children have come to us, oftentimes their honesty at admitting their failure or their mistake, it moves us. And so we want to help them all the more, right? It's that idea that they have come with their pain, but they've come in humility and with the expectation. And we too can go to Mary with that same expectation that she is going to hear and she's going to answer and she's going to take it to the Lord and ask for him to help us as well. So all of this is so, so beautiful to me. Ever, like I said, ever since I was a little girl, I loved this prayer and I have prayed it repeatedly all my life. All my life I have prayed this prayer. So there's another popular saint who I'm sure you will know when I mention uh, Mother Teresa or Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. 
So Mother Teresa had a, a beautiful devotion to Our Lady. And she, of course, faced many trials in her life. She cared for the poorest of the poor all over the world, the people that no one wanted, the people that people, other people wanted to throw away and just toss out. And so she often had to make do with very little. And so she relied on Mary to guide her and to help her and to put her prayers into the Lord's ear, as it were. And so she had something she called, and the sisters that she founded, the Missionaries of Charity, to this day call it the Flying Novena. And this Flying Novena is to pray in a row, nine memorares, and then a tenth in thanksgiving for the answer to the prayer. And I have prayed this, again, many, many times. Um, If someone is, for example, coming to me with a big problem and I know ahead of time, I will pray this novena. Uh, If I'm having a problem myself and I don't know how to take the next step, don't know what to do, I pray this novena and ask for Mary's help and guidance. And you know what? She comes through all the time. Because unlike our earthly mothers and unlike the mother I am to my children, though I try my best, I fail. Mary never fails because she is perfect, right? She was conceived without sin. She lived without sin. She doesn't have that natural inclination to sin like we do. And so when we go to her, big problem, small problem, she's always going to hear and listen and help us find a solution. And so just like uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta, just entrusting whatever problem she had, you know, whether it is she needed money for medicine for the, her sick people, whether she needed food, whether she needed a new house to live in, whether she needed, you know, people to agree to help her, whatever it is she needed, she turned to Mary. And so I, I hold on to that as well, because I've been praying this prayer longer than I knew about this flying novena. And I love that idea, again, of flying, because you know, like, like, like it says in the prayer, I fly unto thee. And so these prayers just fly up to heaven you know, on those wings of our sorrow and those the, on the wings of our repentance and the wings of our needs. And they just fly right up to heaven and they go to Mary and Mary hears them and does what she can with them and turns them over to Jesus. Just flying right up to heaven, those prayers are. And so as, as St. Teresa of Calcutta used this flying novena, I encourage you to do the same. I know that I use it especially when a problem comes up and I need to have a quick solution. And it it comes through all the time, all the time. So I hope that this prayer will encourage you. If you go on to the notlukewarmpodcast.com website, you will find a downloadable print that you can print out for yourself and tuck this on your mirror or uh, in your prayer journal and use it. And that's going to be our challenge for this week. The not lukewarm challenge this week is to use that prayer when you are confused, when you are at your wits end, when you don't know what to do next. Just put yourself in the arms of Our Lady. Put yourself in the arms of Mary, our mother, and pray this prayer and wait for a response. You don't always have to do a flying novena. If you want to, please go ahead. But I just encourage you to take this prayer and make it your own. Uh, 
Make it that prayer that speaks to your heart and moves you to know that Mary is always with us. So that is our Not Lukewarm Challenge this week. And you can get all of that information, like I said, at notlukewarmpodcast.com. I'm also going to ask you for a favor, uh, please, if you would, to leave a review. And if you do so, drop your email in the comment section, and I will be sure to send you a series of prints with encouraging scripture verses on them that I created for you. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. And next week, uh, I have a great interview lined up for us to listen to. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy it and have a great week again. And don't forget, live not lukewarm. Thank you all very much. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.